Uh, what does Christmas mean to you? And good evening. Uh, my name is David Bartosek. I love being one of the pastors around here, and I uh, love that my family is here for this particular service. So who knows what we are in store for over the next few minutes here. Uh, but for whatever reason you might have joined us this evening, we love that you're here to celebrate the reality that God is with us. And we've been looking at the Christmas story this Advent season through different movies. We've been looking at this change in perspective that changed everything. And we've been looking at it through some of the spiritual realities that are contained in some movies and then seeing that applied in biblical text. And this evening, I was struck by the reality, the change in perspective that brings life. I was brought to Miracle on 34th Street. And if you're unfamiliar with this movie, it's a story of a guy who steps in for Santa Claus around the Macy's Day festivities, and, and he steps in and does a phenomenal job, and that's because he claims to be the real Santa. And, and then the movie goes that people are now making accusations against him, and, and it becomes so antagonistic that they actually bring him to court to determine the authenticity of whether he is the real Santa Claus. And what I love about that movie is, is why it seems to have stood the test of time it is because it speaks to something that, that we're searching for. We're, we're looking for something that's real. We're, we're looking for something that's authentic, something that's true. And, and, uh, and I wonder, for, uh, for many of us, maybe this Christmas season, that idea of what's authentic feels so elusive. Uh, recently, I, I said goodbye uh, to a friend of mine who was out in Pasadena, uh, taken through a tragic accident, and we said goodbye here to a, a faithful saint, a pillar, Karen Onkin. And, and so there's this temptation then in the midst of loss. I, I just assume many of us uh, have experienced or are experiencing some sense of loss this Christmas season, and the temptation is, is to become... Uh, maybe block that sense of loss. And I'd encourage you, no, lean in. Lean in and look for something that is real, that is genuine. But don't lean into bitterness or self-destructive behavior. Instead, we search for this thing that's authentic. And, and, and it brings me to the story of Christmas in that search for authenticity. And I love the narrative that John tells about his recording of the birth story. And it doesn't include stables, and it doesn't include an inn, it doesn't include wise men, uh, it doesn't even include Mary and Joseph. But John, the Apostle John, records, I think, the birth narrative uh, in his own way. He's the last one to record a birth narrative. He's the last one to record his gospel. And I can imagine John reflecting on all the times he spent with Jesus and, and, and pondering how, how to tell this story. And if you remember, Jesus on the cross turns to John and turns to Mary and says, Mary, behold your son. So I can imagine Mary has told John the story of Jesus' birth countless times. And here is how John describes the arrival of Jesus. And he, he comes up with two captivating words, life and light. Here's how he tells it. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him not anything was made that was made. In Him was life, 
and the life was the light of man, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John gives us this picture of life and light in Jesus' arrival. And, and, and I look around and I feel sometimes the world is dark and, and there's this evil and, and hurt and judgment that starts to be uh, overwhelming. And yet just a few chapters later, John reiterates what Jesus is bringing. He quotes Jesus and he says this, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And so I go to that place and I start wondering, what if just bad people became good? Wouldn't that just change everything? If, if, if there was just goodness in the world, if bad people became good, and yet John is telling us that there's something far more meaningful than that. Jesus came not just to make bad people good, but he actually came to make dead people live. And so I just want to spend a few minutes here reflecting on the reality of what it means that Jesus brings life, that God became a man and dwelt among us. Well, why? Why did God choose to be with us? John tells us he came to bring life. And so I just want to share just a few reflections that are striking me this Christmas season on what it means that Jesus brings life. Jesus brings life by giving us a clear picture of his invisible self. That God wrote himself into the story. I think of Shakespeare as he's writing some of these characters. Does he write himself into the story? We see God write himself into the story. And, and we're going to be opening presents here a little bit later this evening. But at the end of the day, do you guys want me to tell you what I got you for presents? Yeah. Do you want to find out? Should I tell you guys a little window into what? No, we wouldn't do that. But I did forget to get our dog a present. There you go. That was, there's the bonus. There's one. You're counting a ticker of how many times having my family in the service brings life to this particular service. So in, my, in our desire uh, to get presents, and usually by that we mean Casey has picked out an array of wonderful presents for the kids, here's my hope that, that we don't settle for substitutes. Because our hope when we give presents to our kids, they actually don't just celebrate the gift, but they actually see something bigger, that they see the giver of those gifts. God wrote himself into our story to help us understand, don't settle for substitutes, because there's so many beautiful things in this life, and yet, sometimes, if we're honest, maybe we get caught up in those substitutes. This Christmas season, the beauty of what it means that Jesus brings life is we don't settle for the substitutes instead. God gave us a clear picture of his invisible self. Uh, I think of the reality of what Karen Ankin is, is experiencing now, that she tells us Merry Christmas, right? That she is actually connected for eternity to her Savior. God chose to be with us to give us life by connecting us to himself, to God for eternity. And, and so as we look ahead to some of the festivities, my in-laws are coming tomorrow. They're going to be with us for a week. It's going to be great. It'll be nice to have them in town. Uh, and the joy of what that means is, is there's a, a, a moment of homeness. There's a, there's a connectedness. There's a, there's a desire to be together. I think that's pointing to something. Do you feel restless for home? Do, do you believe your life is made for something beyond this life? That, that what is so special about when our families get together, I think it points to something greater. I think there's a restlessness for home that getting together starts to stir up, that, that we look and we see God with us is actually pointing us to this radical idea. He's connected us to himself, to God for eternity. 
And then this beautiful reality, why did God choose to be with us? He's showing us an example of how we should live. You heard the quote earlier that God became man so that we could be sons of God. That there is this reality, he shows us what true life looks like. Sometimes when we get so focused on the things of this world, we actually miss out on the essence of this life. Instead, when we aim at heaven, we actually get earth thrown in. That God became man to show us what this life could actually be fully experienced as. That when we aim at heaven, we actually get earth thrown in. So I'm going to invite up the worship team. But here's my hope this Christmas season. If you've yet to experience this life in Jesus, don't let another Christmas go by. If you're looking for this authentic realness that is offered, it is offered in the person and work of Christ. Don't let another Christmas go by without accepting the invitation to experience life in his name simply through faith, through the offer of reconciliation through his son. And so I'm going to read these words. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. If that concept of real feels so elusive, I think the offer is here this Christmas season to accept life through Jesus' name. And if Jesus is already real for you, I hope in the midst of all the activities, uh, all the presents, uh, maybe dinner. What are we having tonight for dinner? Chinese food. Chinese food. We're doing takeout. And one person in our family might not be enjoying it like the rest of us. Whatever your plans are this evening in the midst of all the activity, if Jesus is real and authentic for you already, I hope in the midst of all the activity, you get to just pause and experience what it means that in him was life and he is the light of man. Pray with me. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. Thank you for who you are, that, that you came and you wrote yourself into the story to connect us for eternity. And you gave us a window into what it looks like to experience real life. If we aim at heaven, we actually get this earth thrown in. Thank you, Jesus, always for your glory, we pray. Amen.